Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey everybody, I'm so glad that you're with me today on the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Listen, I've got some brand new friends with me, Brian Chung and Brian Chung. Yes, I said that correctly. One's with a Y, one's with an I, they're with Alabaster. Guys, I'm so glad that you're with me today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I saw your story come by on Facebook the other day and I was like, what is this? This is so great. Obviously, I'm an artist and I was really interested and what you guys uh, are doing with Alabaster. For those of you that have not heard of these guys before, they're really all about reimagining the Bible and how it could look in a contemporary setting when it's matched with beautiful imagery and really impactful design. And um, I can't wait to jump in to this story because you're both artists, right? I mean, you started like as legit artists. And uh, how did that start for you, your, your artist journey? Yeah, so uh, a little bit about me, Brian with a Y. Um, went into college um, studying animation and film, so I, I grew up uh, really liking like Pixar movies, <laughs> and um, I really liked. Well, I grew up painting, and I grew up watching a lot of movies, and so I thought animation would be like a nice, happy medium between those two things, and so that's what I that's what I started studying in. Um, college um, and you know once you're in is at USC so the USC film program right you're doing a bunch of different things and um, I was also part of a Christian um, ministry there and um, but those two parts of me like the artist and sort of the Christian side always felt a little little separate like I would lead Bible study and then um, you know, artists are notorious for going to studio late at night. So I'd leave Bible <laughs> study and then go to studio right after. Um, and they just felt separate. Like yeah. they weren't, they weren't, they weren't consciously connected anyway. And I was just interested in figuring out a way to uh, connect those more. And so um, I, towards the end of my senior year, I read a book called Real Life by James Chong, who's a, pastor out in California and in the book he talks about how each generation will ask a question that leads them to spirituality mm. and so in the past he's talked about how those questions have been things like what is true what is real um, he predicts that right now we're in a generation of what is good or what is just mm. given sort of the political climate in our country today. And he predicts that uh, the next question that sort of millennials and younger generations are going to be asking is what is beautiful? And uh, we felt like that was just so true, right? If you look at um, millennial culture today, it's, it's very visually based. Yeah. Um, everyone has a phone with a camera. Uh, we, judge content based on how well it's designed um right we just consume a lot of visual media and so yeah. we thought oh how could we kind of bring that into a faith-based space that's incredible 
Now, Brian, with I, how about you? Where did you start on your creative journey? <laughs> yeah, so a little bit about me. I didn't grow up Christian. Uh, my parents are Buddhist, originally from Hawaii, uh, but I was always into art, loved art, um, was into painting, drawing, um, and then slowly moved into graphic design. And then uh, I was part of the my high school's yearbook, uh, doing art direction there. And uh, went into college as a business major with a graphic design. Um, the more formal name is communication design major, um, but <laughs> it was mostly graphic design. Yeah. And um, uh, just started studying those two things. Um, uh, came into college uh, agnostic. And so believing in spirituality and God, but not really following anything. And it was during the middle of my freshman year where I really started asking questions of, of who is Jesus as an adult? Like not what my parents say, not what right. the media says about it, but like really trying to discover it as an adult by myself. And so asking questions, um, I bumped into some random folks who were super nice and they happened to be Christian. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> they invited me to be part of a Bible study. And um, it was in that Bible study where God started to speak to me. And um, I was a little like, uh, still questioning. I'm like, oh, is this a coincidence or not? And so I said, let me go back home to Hawaii where I have no Christian family, no Christian background and if God shows up like then you're real and so I go back God shows up to my friend <laughs> Christian um, and I was like all right God you're real and so decided to, to follow him and I remember getting my 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 Bible for the first time I went to a Christian bookstore and I saw my friends had these nice leather Bibles and so I was like I want one <laughs> so <laughs> uh, went out and grabbed one and um yeah, I think it was just different than the other things that I was sort of exposed to as someone that, that wasn't Christian or didn't grow up Christian. Um, um, I remember I had my first marketing textbook, and it didn't look like a textbook. It, it looked like a magazine. Um, oh. And for me, I was, like, I was like, this is the first time that I'm excited to read my textbook. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Um, it, and it, all, all that changed was its design. And mm. Um, I think for me, I thought like, oh, the, the Bible, you know, it, it's, it's an awesome story, a really beautiful story of who Jesus is. Um, and wondering like, could it be designed in a way, um, that was also a beautiful reading experience? Yeah. Um, and it's so, so funny. I, I love that you guys even thought out of the box like that, because so many people I think would come to it and be like, you can't, you can't mess with the Bible. I mean, that's like the Bible, you know, and yet it's like the methodology always has to change, right? The message is true. The truth is always, it is eternal, but the way it's presented in culture always has to change. And I was just in Europe. I was sharing a little bit before on a book tour and got to see these incredible Orthodox and Catholic and Protestant churches, you know, that are from the 13, 14, 1500s that are just incredibly painted and gilded with gold and all that. I mean, you're just like the visual imagery is an impact when you walk in mm -hmm. is absolutely huge. And yet when we see the Protestant Reformation come on the scene, you see this kind of thing of, okay, all that's excess, throw the baby out with the bathwater, just give me the quote unquote truth, you know, three points and, uh, and go home as if it's just a list. And I'm like, that totally negates the, <laughs> the very essence of who God is, which is as artists and as 
giver of an essence of beauty. And so I love that you guys are starting to see that and explore it. When did you, you're, you're just kind of sharing now when you started to, to feel that disconnect, but when did it become such a disconnect that you're like, I got to do something about this. Like maybe God is calling me to, to change the way people read his word. Cause that's, I mean, what a huge calling and undertaking. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, you can go for it, Brian. Um, I think for me, I was reading a different book called uh, the glory of the Lord. It's a very theology heavy book that I only read like the first 50 pages, maybe <laughs> it's by a um, theologian named Hans Earth von Balthasar. And in the book, he's kind of touching on things that you're mentioning. Basically he argues that there are sort of these three tenets or values, if you will, um, goodness, truth, and beauty. Right. And how, um, those are, you know, fundamental to understanding who God is and how, you know, beauty is kind of lost in, in, uh, those three values, like, but that without beauty, the two other values, goodness and truth, like don't really make sense. So he says like goodness, um, loses its like attractiveness and truth loses its cogency. Mm. And so, um, for me, that was like really impactful. And, and as, yeah, as an artist, I was like, yeah, uh, there's something that's really important there. Um, I think also like if you look at kind of Christian culture today, um, the primary ways that we quote unquote experience God is through literary formats or word-based formats, right? So mm. the things that come to mind are we listen to sermons, um, we sing worship songs, and we read the Bible and all those are word-based, but um, I think there is, right, God, I think there's just a whole visual language or way to experience God visually that we miss when we, yeah. um, we hold ourselves to just those three kind of word-based ways of experiencing God. I couldn't agree more. And of course, it's artists primarily that are listening to this podcast. So they're all out there going, yes, these guys get it. But, but you know, I've often taught this concept that I believe any kind of artwork that we create, whether it's, you know, visual or written or music or whatever, they become these intersection points through which the Holy Spirit can encounter our heart. And it's kind of like this trap door, you know, all of a sudden that this, like the secret <laughs> message of the Spirit can begin to to move through us because I think when we, when you take all of the other things that, that so boggle and confuse our mind and all the traditional Christianity, churchianity, you know, churchianity rather mm. off of the table and you present things in powerful visual imagery, all of a sudden they touch the heart in a way that just words or, you know, just uh, teaching that sort of thing can't not that one is better than the other. They just, they do different things. And, I love that because as I've been reading your story and, and hearing about what you guys do, you talk about this idea that great art creates dialogue. What, do you, what kind of dialogue are you hoping happens uh, with the gospels that you guys have, have produced? Yeah. Um, I think for us, yeah, I think the beauty of art is that it, like you said, creates dialogue. We aren't so like, because we're artists first, we like aren't 
what we care about is that you're responding to it somehow. And mm. so whether that's positive or negative, I think we're less concerned about what we primarily want is like for you to respond, you know, whether that's emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, we think that's the power of art. And so, um, that's what we're excited by. I mean, in terms of sort of the, you know, responses that we've gotten, I think the stories we love the most are, you know, people who, um, maybe don't consider themselves religious who are, you know, picking up this book and being like, Oh, this is like, actually, this is like, regardless of how I feel about God, like this is a great piece of work. And, um, I'm going to interact with that because of yeah. that. Um, it's, and, and I think, you know, it's changed the way that people are reading their Bibles, like in terms of, um, right, people are putting it on their coffee tables instead of a, you know, a common Bible might go on like a bookshelf or something. And so right. I think, yeah, well, for I us. I was even interested that you guys chose print just because, you know, you're really reaching out to millennials. You know, it, this is an Instagram generation. We're all in, we're all digital all the time. I said, you know, because I know for me as an artist, the tactile, being able to touch and feel something is really important. And so did you guys struggle with that back and forth? Like, as you talked about format, like, did you always know that it was going to be print or did you wrestle back and forth, whether it's, it's going to be only digital or? Well, hey, there's Matt. And, you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook Group. Listen, this group is absolutely free and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in his kingdom. Now, listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person, and bam, you're in, okay? So, listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Do it now, and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. We always knew it was going to be print. <laughs> we, we, I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of like thought out there that print is dead, but I think if you look at like sort of the specialty print scene, like art books and sort of indie magazines, um, print is very much alive. And yeah. so you're right. I mean, there's a completely tactile experience that we didn't want to miss out on. Um, and so we, from the get go, we're like, we're printing this. Like it, it's not a, it's not a, digital product yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean i think like as someone you know that didn't grow up christian um most of my experiences of excellent of, of art were very excellent so like when i went to an orchestra like it was it was beautiful like it was it was stunning there was a excellence in their craft uh, when i went to a museum and i saw the artwork there was an excellence in in the paintings and the art that was designed and um i think for us when we wanted to design um, the Bible, we thought like, hey, we wanna like think about everything, like let's do this all excellently. And so that both Christians like would love it, um, but also particularly people who, who you know, who aren't Christian um, uh, will see this as like, if anything, this is a beautiful piece of art and begin that conversation um, versus completely dismissing it. And so, um, 
I mean, like, you know, for, for someone that it's not a Christian to see just a leather Bible, like, I, I think it's just, it's, it, it has certain, like, people respond to it in a different way. Right. Um, but it's been really, really cool seeing, like, people using our Bibles to actually start conversation, um, using it to gift, gift to people who, who left the church. And mm. um, that's been really exciting for us to see. Um, and um, people are talking about it. And so, um, you know, as Christians and as artists, like that's, that's, that's what we want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Interaction, right? Response. So. Yeah. Take me back to, you know, it's one thing to have an idea. You guys are friends. You come together to talk about it. It's quite another thing to have the money to bankroll an idea and the organization and the logistics and all that. So, you know, how did all that begin to develop? I know you guys, I believe I heard, did a Kickstarter to get started. And um, how did you see the community come behind you? And was that an overwhelming part of this that, like, did you have experience in that before? Because I think a lot of people, they have a lot of ideas. But when it comes to execution, that can be a major barrier for them. And you guys have moved through that beautifully and are into the execution stage of, of doing this stuff. So how did that process work for you? Yeah, so I was um, working at, I was, I was full-time in campus ministry. So I was, I was doing that. Brian was uh, about to, the other Brian was about to graduate. And um, he was also thinking about, you know, coming on um, with the ministry. And... Um, we began thinking about like, hey, like we, we're artists ourselves. How can we just like art and faith? And um, I remember back to like my first experience as a, as a Christian, like seven, eight years ago. Um, and the idea came about like, hey, let's, let's try make, like design the Bible in this new and fresh way. And um, we were in like one of our community houses and we told a bunch of people and they got really, really excited about it. Um, and like, okay, let's, let's try to do this. And, and the other brands, he started taking the lead and like how he wanted it to be designed, like what the name was going to be, um, sort of the whole thought process behind that. And, um, me as someone that has some business background, I was like, all right, let's, let's, let's actually try and do this. And so, um, uh, in retrospect, we did everything like incorrectly on how you actually <laughs> launched a Kickstarter. Um, and so typically what you would do is like you would, you know, start months in advance of like marketing and letting people right. know about it um, and generating emails and an email list so that your first day is this awesome, big, exciting day. Um, for us, we emailed our friends like a week before saying like, hey, we need some feedback. Let us know what you think. Uh, <laughs> And then we even let, like, let a good amount of people see it until the actual launch day. So we were, we were sort of secretive about it. Um, we launched it and uh, it, um, we got an overwhelming amount of support from the people in our campus ministry. And so people started sharing it on Facebook. Um, and then um, all of a sudden the, the campus that we're on, so the University of Southern California, they thought that I was interesting. And so they picked it up in their newspaper. And then wow. afterwards, it was sort of like a snowball effect after that. Um, now, were um, the donations a bunch of little ones or were there some like big honking ones or were, was it mostly just, you know, $5, $10, that sort of thing? It was mostly, I think it ranged from 20 to, to 75 was sort of the, the average uh -huh. amount. Um, and I think... Uh, what was really interesting for us was that, like, yes, a lot of our, our friends 
who are Christian and part of the campus ministry started sharing that like with everyone. Um, but um, it was particularly interesting for us that like the, the non-religious press were, were intrigued by the idea and mm. um, thought it was newsworthy. Um, and so that really, I think, helped, helped us out to sort of get the word out. Um, um, and we ended up raising, I think it was $73,000. Our original goal was $35,000. And so wow. at the end, we're like, okay, I guess this is... <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> we're doing this. And so we were really bootstrappy about it. Like we only had 12 pages done in the entire like gospel set. That was what we launched with. Um, we put together some covers. We went to like a local print shop that doesn't do books um, but we just needed some samples, um, and uh, we were able to raise our first, like, I guess, quote unquote, seed money to actually yeah. happen. And um, in 2017 was when we actually, so 2016 was when we launched the Kickstarter. 2017 was when we delivered our product, and even that itself was like a whole learning <laughs> experience. <laughs> Absolutely, but I love, see, I love that that didn't stop you. You just you kept going. I think so many people get stopped in the process, you know, and never they think, Oh, I can't do that. I can't do this. And it's like, no, if God births something in your heart, right, he's going to begin to open the doors, bring the provision as you need it. And I just love that, that you're seeing that now. What's on, what's on the, the plan for, as you continue to go forward, are you thinking the whole Bible, the whole new Testament is, is this project complete for you guys? Or what do you feel like is the next step? We're taking it uh, day by day. So we just launched Proverbs um, about like three weeks ago now um, for pre-sale. And so that's the book we just finished. I actually have, okay, podcast listeners won't be able to see it, but I have like sample dyes awesome. or sample signatures <laughs> of the book in my just hand. Delivered. Just delivered. Just <laughs> delivered. So that's, you know, that's what we're thinking. We are, you know, we're just exploring. Um, we definitely want to do more books. We are thinking about Genesis next, but don't want to make any promises. Yeah. Um, we're also just, you know, exploring other things. So we have like an online blog that, um, you know, interviews creatives in the field. We are doing a couple eBooks here and there that explore art and faith. Um, and we're just kind of open to whatever God has in store for our next. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think each of each, each book is a whole, process for us so you know as christians we want to have integrity with the text and and make sure that like you know, the things that we're coming out with are aligned with with god's word and um i think also what we were thinking about doing for our bibles is um, trying to illuminate certain things that um we might miss as modern readers so um you know as, as teachers of the, the gospels um we know that there were some like like structural um things in the, the the greek like some of the chiastic structure that we wanted to highlight a little bit more um to show like hey there, there are patterns and there are themes that right. you might not see and so let's let's try to show that in our artwork and so for example like in in mark there's a pairing of the the breaking of the alabaster jar and the pouring of the ointment. And then right next to it is the breaking of the bread and the pouring of the wine. And so that repetition is like some things that we think thoughtfully about as we make the books. And so um, it takes a long time to make it. Yeah. And so for 66 books, um, 
uh, that that's a goal of ours. Um, but again, like that will take a long time. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, I think similar to what Brian said, um, it's, it's always been about like, Hey, how can we continue to explore this intersection of art and faith? And so whether that's the Bible, whether that's, you know, where we're thinking about, um, creating some liturgy, um, um, we're working with some other publishers to sort of create some devotionals with our Bibles. And so, um, as a startup, we're always exploring new and different ideas. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been exciting for us. That's great. I know artists that are listening now. They're like, "How do I get involved if I wanted to submit work or something like this for for this project?" And maybe if they want to connect with you online. So, where's the best place to connect with you and kind of stay in the loop of of what I was going on with Alabaster? Yeah, the best way. So um, we're we're always looking for new photographers and writers, and so. Um, uh, there are a couple of different ways. One is through our Instagram. And so it's alabaster underscore co, C-O. Um, and uh, they can also just email us at hello at alabasterco.com. And um, usually we'll just go through it and we'll see if it's a good fit or not. Um, yeah, but that's how they can get involved. Awesome. Well, Brian and Brian, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And folks, as you're listening, please reach out to both of them at alabaster and on Instagram, their website, see what they're doing and definitely get behind them. It's an incredible project that brings together art and faith. And I'm so glad we had this opportunity to, to chat today, guys. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for having us. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.